This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here is your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark Stitchin, and with me today is Dwayne Williams, Jr. Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? We're doing good today. Uh, so uh, it is, we're at Panera Bread, so if you hear a little background noise, <laughs> we've done some here before. I will try to edit some of it out, but hopefully yes, we, get, we, get, uh, we get some good recording here. Uh, so we met on the Youth Pastor um, on Facebook. I, I've had a couple other people on here from there. How long have you been a part of that? Uh, I think I've been a part of it now for about, I'm going to say probably over six months now. Yeah. yeah it's, what, it's, a, it's a great group. What, what made you join or anything I th- else? I think it's really interesting to see different ethnicities, different um, backgrounds all coming together for one common goal, and that is to sharpen uh, our youth and who we serve, right? Mm-hmm. It's, to, it's to sharpen what we do. Um, it's really great to hear different perspectives from everybody else. Like, you know, you got youth pastors from Baltimore, D.C., Minnesota, California. So it's really great to see what everybody is doing. And sometimes we're resembling the same things um, in the states and cities that mm-hmm. we're in. So it's uh, just really interesting to see the different perspectives of everyone and, and know that uh, we all have a common goal to serve our youth and young adults. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm always, <laughs> you bring up all that. I'm always fascinated to see what people's youth rooms look like. <laughs> me, me too, <laughs> yeah, me too. And it, it is it's very interesting, but it's, it's really nice. Yeah. Even even uh, the space that they utilize. I mean, uh, it is really nice to see that some people have like some grand spaces mm-hmm. and then some people, you know, we're a work in progress. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. It's just, it's just a base church basement. You Absolutely. Know? You know, it's still, you can still see the potluck stuff in the background. Yeah, you can still see the, 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 the Teddy Grahams in the yeah. background. But it's okay because we we're serving uh, we're serving God. So. Yeah. So uh, you know I I have been in youth ministry for forever. It seems like I I I'm a youth or I, I have a heart for youth ministry. So when I saw some of your posts and, and and really, I think I had saw a couple of your posts before I'd reached out to you. But the one that the one that really caught my attention was was you were just you 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 blasted some sort of like just encouragement like keep up the good work. You guys are doing it. And I said, man. This guy, this guy, you know, is, is encouraging. You know, a lot of people are, are take and, and, and answer, but we need people to encourage youth workers because youth workers don't see a lot of fruits of their labor. And then I saw you were in Baltimore, so I had to reach out to you. I had to talk to you. Um, what, what kind of ministry are you in right now? Let us know a little bit about yourself. So, you know, first I want to say thank you, man, for reaching out because um, you didn't have to. But uh, that's the way I try to live my life, man. I really try to live my life encouraging uh, because I understand that uh, we as people, whether we make decisions that are our fault or somebody else's fault, uh, we understand that we need a little bit of encouragement because we're really trying to do the right thing. Uh, we were talking about this earlier off of here mm-hmm. is that uh, oftentimes um, – we over 
um, overlook Ephesians when it tells us there is a time and a place, right? Um, God never promised us that every time would be a good time. Yep. Uh, in fact, he promises that there's sometimes it's going to be good <laughs> and sometimes it's going to be bad. And so in that, what we do is move in our life. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we make our life according to what uh, God is saying and how he wants us to move. And so I, I felt the need to just encourage my other brothers and sisters, no matter what color they are, because uh, you, you are my brother and sister in Absolutely. Christ, right? I want to encourage you because oftentimes it does get overlooked. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spend a lot of nights up uh, twirling in our heads how we can become better so that they can become better right the the, the, the kids and, and the youth and the young adults yep. that we serve we spend a lot of nights up just creating ideas so that we never lose our edge and our touch and, and people don't see that and so I think it's encouraging to have your counterparts who um, who who serve just like you do uh, to have that encouragement come forward and so a lot of people actually hit me up off of that post and was like man you know thank you Mm-hmm. Uh, for that encouragement because it gets overlooked whether yeah. you are paid staff or volunteer staff it gets overlooked sometimes and so i just wanted to encourage them absolutely yeah I mean, and you know youth ministry is the you know i i i've said it before you know if if, if you don't get in trouble <laughs> with the senior pastor <laughs> the leaders of the church, you're probably not doing youth ministry right so you're always at a little bit of a disadvantage because the nature of youth is is different than the nature of adults it, it just it just is and, and we can't we can't get around it i mean i have a model that the youth ministry is really the backbone of the church absolutely uh, because if you don't point to them you have no future church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say it one more time because I know somebody's <laughs> going to listen to this later on. Uh, if you don't point to them, you don't have a future church. Now, yes, I agree. There's some that are going to go off to college, get great jobs, and probably just come back and visit. They'll probably move yeah. because of the nature of what they do, right? But, however, there are some that are going to stay. And those individuals that are going to stay are going to be your new church or yep. your, your new way of moving. And so we want to make sure that we invest in them. Um, to really answer your question about what it is that I do in ministry, um, I, you know, I, I think that I, I would call myself a trailblazer of, of moving people from one area of their life to the next area of their life. And, and not just specifically youth, but anybody that I come in contact with. Um, I believe that not only my job is to develop and cultivate young people, but it's to develop and cultivate anybody that I can that uh, needs to hear mm-hmm. um, um, a life-changing moments or dealing with life-changing moments to help them get to um, the place that they need to be in. And so for me, you know, I, I am a community activist. Uh, I am a youth empowerment coach, uh, motivational speaker, uh, but above all else, I'm a lover of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm doing is taking the characteristics of Jesus into the earth. And so what I want to happen while I'm in the earth is for those individuals to encounter Jesus in a different way that would cause them to want to look at their life differently. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So that's awesome. Yeah, I I just, I I absolutely love that idea of, of you know, encouraging and pushing people and, and, and moving them. Uh, you know, we, we, we again, in, in kind of the pre-interview, we were, we were talking a little bit. You asked me what I, you know, think of Joel Osteen. You know, the one thing I like about him is he encourages. You know, I, I mean, there's, you know, he is positive. And, and yes. unfortunately, with Christianity, a lot of it is taking shots at one another. Yes. You know, we don't, yes. you, don't you don't do it this way or you don't do that. And, and, and it, it's so great to see, like, in that group, and, and, and there's another communications group, you know, where people just help one another and, and you're know, crossed domina- denominational lines and, and, you know, no 
nothing else comes up and it, it's just awesome to see that it's awesome to hear that you're out there motivating and pushing kids um that was one of the reasons i wanted to have you here on the podcast man you know i want to say something that you just said and that is we don't need to fire shots at people that do it differently mm-hmm. right uh, my pastor uh, he preached a message uh what are you grace for pastor antoine burton uh he preached a message what are you grace for and i believe that what happens to us in uh in the Christian world is sometimes we we deem people because they don't necessarily do it like us. Now, granted, we can have an opinion. We mm-hmm. have a right to have an opinion, right? But, however, we don't need to um, put put smoke on 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 the fire, right? Yep. And that, for the lack of better terms, right? We don't need to throw fire on people because they don't necessarily do it like us. What we have to realize is what are they graceful, mm-hmm. right? And most importantly, um, is their life a reflection of what Jesus wants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, are they being are they being disciplined in certain areas, right? Like Jesus wants, and so I think that at the end of the day, if their character, if their lifestyle is in alignment, if they do it differently, okay, we can yeah. have an opinion. It might not be our cup of tea. It's okay, yeah. right? Would, you know, would, I have friends who are Calvinist. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, it might not be our cup of tea. Yeah. So we we have to realize this that when we come to a store, right. Everybody doesn't drink the same thing. Yep. Like today, you got green tea, right? I, I got fruit punch. Yep. Right. Uh, so, somebody else got coffee. coffee. Somebody yep. else got Coke. It's okay. We came to the same place. Yeah. But we got something different, mm-hmm. right? And so I understand that. Um, yeah, he may move differently than what I'm prescribed to or what I like. But however, I have to respect what he's doing because if it's winning people to Christ and and, and making people look at their relationship uh, with Christ differently, then that's important. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're here to learn about what God's done amazing in your life. So I asked you, what has God done amazing in your life? Man, you know, uh, I am grateful uh, because in, in my life there there are a lot of stories that I can share. Um, but you know, I'll share one in particular. Uh, our first thought was saying, you know, I grew up um, a a Baltimorean. <laughs> I, I grew up a it's the best place it's the it's, best it's, place here high five it's, it's, it's the <laughs> best place to grow right and i oftentimes tell people this if you can make it in baltimore you can make it anywhere right and uh what i've come to learn about this is that your struggles produce greatness right your struggles produce greatness i wanted to lead in with that because oftentimes what people do sometimes is we look at people's stories and we judge them and be like well you should have done it in the first place correct we we shouldn't have however we did and and that's when the story changes that's when the narrative changes right the narrative changes because now when you recognize what you did was wrong you make the avenue to try and correct it and make it right that's when you really become a winner of your struggles, yeah. right? How many Bible characters, David, Abraham? I mean, I, you like, just have that on, same keep mentality. <laughs> keep, you know, I, I love David, and I do a whole sermon on, on David. That what made him a man after God's own heart was his reaction to his sin. He sinned greatly, but his reaction to his sin was falling on his face. Creating an altar. It's the reaction. It's the reaction that makes him a man after yes. God's own heart. Yes, it's the reaction to that moment. And I think that um, what happens to a lot of people is we allow, we allow turmoil and pain to dictate our movement out of our purpose. You can never allow turmoil and pain or 
the dysfunction of things to move you out of purpose. Now, the natural human response to anything that shocks you or brings devastation into your life would be to move out, right? You can't because what I've understand uh, or what I've come to know is that God uses the good. I'm going to keep going back yeah. to this. God uh, uses the good with the bad. So for me, you know, I've had uh, different uh, things happen in my life. You know, my father, who is deceased, uh, God rest his soul, he made it into the kingdom, right? Um, he, he he used drugs. He had sickle cell anemia, right? Uh, he used drugs. There was a lot of days that he would come uh, to our house and bang on the door because he was high off of drugs. And, and my mother being the wonderful Christian that she is, and I don't just say that because she's my mother, my mother showed me a extreme example of what being a Christian is. And she showed it to me even by dealing with my father, right? Not that he was a bad guy. He just made some bad choices. And so in being and having bad choices, my mother showed me that. Listen, she lived her vows, you know, to death do us part. Oftentimes when people separate, and I'm not coming for anybody, but oftentimes when people separate from exes, uh, we tend to date while separated. Nope, my mother didn't. She she said, I'm going to stay here until either death do us part or we get an official uh, divorce. She really showed the examples of what being a Christian was like. You know, that every time he got high and came knocking on our door, banging on our door because he needed some place to stay uh, or, or lay his head, she let him in. Right. She gave him parameters, but she let him in when he got sick because of sickle cell anemia. Uh, and, and he had, you know, a girlfriend, you know, because him and my mom was separated. He had a girlfriend. Uh, she my mom was in charge of his affairs. My mom was in charge of of his 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 life. Uh, she was in charge of of him getting into the hospital care and all that and would show up and would bring us. Right. Because she really understood that I need to be a Christian. I need to let my life shine. And I remember uh, right up until the time that he was passing away, uh, you know, we were teenagers. I was in high school and uh, my mother shared with me that uh, my father had given her an, an apology and thanked her before he left the earth for taking care of him the way that she did when she really didn't have to do it. I want to pause and say this, that oftentimes the response of being a Christian is not what is likely that humanity wants to do right when being a Christian, it is not the yeah, response it's not ourselves yeah, you know, ourself wants to yeah. kick the door in. Yeah, yeah ourselves wants to kick the door in rip your head off and 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 i'm going to share as we go a little further how i allow myself to to be overtaken by my emotions but it was done out of emotion, not in the wrong intent, right? Not in the wrong intent. And so I think that my mother really showed that. So, you know, I grew up, I educated in Baltimore City public school system, uh, went to junior college to play basketball, uh, you know, transitioned to being, uh, leaving junior college to transition to serving our city, Baltimore City, as a Baltimore City police officer. And, and I served for seven months. I, I didn't make every right decision while I was there, which leads me into this story. Um, Coming, coming there, you know, I served. Uh, you know, there was a couple times where, you know, of course, I had small reprimands that uh, they had to reprimand me for. But one of the biggest things that wiped me out and brought me to this place that I'm in in, in my life now, uh, in 2015, 
Uh, I came uh, upon a young man who had been doing some things to his mother that I think that uh, were not appropriate, right? Uh, and 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 saw that wasn't appropriate. And so you you, you know you got to take into consideration. I'm taking it personal because here it is. I'm an African American male being raised by a mother, single mother who is taking care of me. So I'm taking it personal that an African American boy mm-hmm. would disrespect his mother like this, yeah. considering that she's his breadwinner right um should my actions in uniform as i as i tell the story uh, further should my actions have been what they should have been absolutely not what was my intent my intent was never to harm him my intent was to correct him did i have that authority in that moment absolutely not so here it is in 2015 he's acting out we take him to the hospital he's getting smart uh cussing us out um you know just just being disrespectful and uh, in that moment, I lost my cool. I lost my cool, and, and my actions towards him was not right, right? Um, they weren't right because, you know, that wasn't the intent that I was trying mm-hmm. to sell. Like yeah. I said, I was trying to correct what was what was in him that I seen that was out of line, and that yeah. wasn't my place. Uh, and so, man, I, I had to go through a lot after that, man. You know, I was publicly humiliated. I was on the news for a week. Right. Uh, not not only that, not only that, I had people um, who used this moment to tear down my name. Now, mind you, way before all of this, I was a youth athletic coach serving in the community doing I mean, just doing a whole bunch of stuff. Right. Uh, that that centered around children and youth. I had people questioning my motives now for if it was really who I was. Yeah, fighting fighting your ministry, fighting your calling. You yeah, fight, fighting my calling because I let this moment get in me and, 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 and manifest through me, right? Mm-hmm. And I had people questioning. I've already set the stage. This happened in 2015. From 2009 to 2015, I'm serving my community with a whole heart, not getting paid. Yeah. You understand? Not 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 getting not getting an applaud on the back. Not that I was looking for one. But I had people questioning this because of one moment. Now here's the funny thing, not to deviate from my story. There are people who have quietly done stuff and never got caught and never mm-hmm. got caught, right? Yeah. But they would never question themselves like that. But they had the audacity to question me because it was now put out there on the big stream. Yeah. Right? So here it is. I'm suffering through public humiliation. I'm suffering through uh, public embarrassment. I'm even dealing with my own shame because I realized that, hey, this wasn't my intent. And my intent got confused with something else. Yes, did I have a moment of frustration or a moment of anger? Absolutely. But that wasn't my intent. And so uh, one of the things I had to realize was I had to take a moment for myself and then ask God, what did you bring me here for? (laughs) Why would you allow this to happen to me? Out of all the people, come on, can I be honest? Mm -hmm. Out of all the people (laughs) in the world this could have happened to. Absolutely, yeah, I know that Why did you allow this to happen to me? Like, come on, Mm -hmm. why would you allow this to happen to me? Like, God, I'm, I'm paying my tithes. I'm trying to live righteous. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't I do not do nothing. I mind my business. Mm-hmm. Why would you allow this to happen to me? He said, because I got to stretch you to the place of understanding a vast grand of things. And I was like, what? As time went on, um, I had to go through the penal system. And, you know, I didn't go to jail, but I had to wear a, a home detention box on my ankle mm-hmm. for a year. Had to go to anger management classes. 
Um, not only that, I had to I had to just suffer with people's opinions, right? Yeah. And let me tell you something. I don't really worry about a lot what people say, but people's opinions when they don't know you is is it, it, it does hurt. It does it does um, it does punch you in the stomach. Yeah. It does because you don't know me. Mm-hmm. And you're making an opinion off of something you read, something you heard, or maybe somebody in malice uh, speaking on my name in malice. So you take that opinion and you run with it. And you, you don't know that I've been serving uh, in the back doors for years um, doing this from my heart. You know, you know, doing this. You know, I, I got kids that will tell you, uh, hey, man, this, this guy didn't put shoes on my feet, clothes in my, uh, on my back, food in my mouth. Not because I wanted any praise. I, I need to stress that but because I wanted to give them something that my father never gave me, right? Yeah. And so you understand what I'm saying? So here it is. I see this young man being disrespectful to his mother. You know, I take it personal because I wanted to give him something that my father never gave me, mm-hmm. right? And that was some structure. That was some discipline, but I just didn't go about it the right, right way. way yeah. And so because I didn't go about it the right way, it got misconstrued for something else. And you look at me, I'm 32 now. I don't have anything else on, on my criminal background, mm-hmm. right? Because clearly I try to live a righteous life, right? I try yeah. to live a decent life. My goal in life is never to harm a soul, you know what I mean? But however, I got, you know, I got myself. Yeah. Let me be honest. I got myself into a situation because oftentimes we want to blame somebody else. Yeah. But I got Or myself. blame God. Or you know, blame why, God. Why yeah. you let this happen? Yeah. Why you let this happen? But, but that's, got, that's a good prayer, though. Like yes. that, that, that is because God can use that prayer to, to transform you because I mean Jesus on the cross is saying what yeah God like why you know if Jesus can make that 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 prayer so can you and 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 sometimes we need that we need that we need to hit that we need to hit that that hard spot let me tell you something when I hit the hard spot man you know not having uh, not understanding where money was coming from um, because you know when I left, they didn't fire me. I resigned, but I only took my pension, but it wasn't enough to last me yeah. for years, right? So that means, you know, I lost financial uh, things. Mm-hmm. I lost apartment, right? I, I I lost two cars, right? Man, you know, I, I think I almost started to lose my mind a little bit yep. because, for real, I, I was questioning God like, hey, look, why this happening to me? <laughs> like, I'm trying to do the right thing. <laughs> you know, ah, but hey, I'm trying to do the right thing, buddy. Like, what, what's going on here? And I had to realize that God brought me to this point to, one, see um, some things further about me, right? But, two, also to use it as a testimony, right? But then, three, also to use it as a light to reflect him. That's the beautiful uh, thing, man. That's, that's, that, that's the most beautiful thing we can do. In our lives, you know, I was sharing with you. There's there's things in my past that, you know, I want to go and and use. I want to be able to u- yes, use them. You know, whether some yes, people sir. like them or not, you know, it's just sometimes we we have to use those things. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, and 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 here's the thing, man. What I love about it the most is that uh, God gave me after all of this, after losing all of this, after public humiliation, you know, after suffering and going through the penal system. Like y'all, listen. I never. I, I just told you I was an ex cop, right? So. Going to a probation office and sitting in there and having to go through that system. Like, you understand? But what he was showing me was it's brothers that are sitting in these places that we count out 
because mm-hmm. of the mistakes that they make. Yeah. And what God started doing was giving me a heart for people who have made mistakes, whether the intent was to or whether the intent was not to. Mm-hmm. He gave me a different heart for people like that to tell them, like, hey, look, you can you can recover from this. You, you, you can bounce back from this. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're willing to deal with you, if you're willing to deal with your heart, if you're willing to deal with your mind, you can bounce back from this. You can recover from this. And so now that's my message, man. Like, you know, I've, I've been into some, some, some schools in my school system uh, here in Baltimore City and talking to kids. And I see some of the demeanors of especially the young men. And by the time I'm finished talking, their demeanor changes because I give them a little bit of this testimony. I give them a little bit of this story. Mm-hmm. Like, look, man, like you can you can change from this. Like you, you had a moment. Now it's time to recover. Yeah. Right. You made a repentance to God. Now it's time to recover. Maybe you've even asked the people you've offended to to forgive you. But now it's time to recover. And that's what the Lord was showing me is that, you know, I didn't create everybody to be perfect. I'm the perfected one. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm the perfect one. I created people to live. And in that living, as they go through life, I, I gave them the ability to experience yeah. good. I gave them the experience to experience bad. Why? Because I'm perfect affecting them mm-hmm. and I'm moving them into purpose and promise. I'm moving them into destiny. If I never allow you to experience good, how do you ever stay balanced? Mm-hmm. If I if I if, if I never allow you to experience bad, how do you stay balanced? Now I'm balanced. And what I mean by balance, not balanced in my faith, because my faith is my faith and I believe yeah. what I believe, right? But I'm balanced in my approach. Because my approach, my approach is that Yo, Jesus loves you. He cares about you, but this is how you get over these mm-hmm. these problems. Yeah, yeah we're, we're. I'm drawing a blank if it's if it's just a quote I've heard before, if it was in the Psalms, but that we're supposed to be a, be like the moon and reflect the sun. Mm. Um, that we are we we are not the light. We are not the perfect one, as as you said, uh, but we are the reflection of Him. Um, and that doesn't mean the moon's not out every night, right? The yeah. moon's the moon's only half shoddied sometimes yeah. so sometimes we have to we have to go through that dark period we have to go through those those hard times the bible is and, and, and we we said this earlier the bible is a very rough book um and, and about some very dark things but it's real yeah because yeah i don't care who you are you go through some rough times yeah. you know your rough times may look different than my rough times yes, um you know and, and we're going to experience things differently but the Christian life is about what we do in those times. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, it was even to the point, you know, when I was applying for churches to be youth pastors, um, they were impressed with the resume, uh, but was not impressed with the, the situation. And, you know, my prayer had to be because I started to take it offensively and say, look, I understand that your goal is to protect the children. But hear me, in 32 years, if this is the only thing that I got clearly, you know, it's, it's something yeah. more uh-huh. to the situation, right? And I had to I had to realize that um, those who discern spirits, those who um, have some level of Holy Spirit will discern what this moment was in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to put down anybody's level of Holy Spirit or their level of, of how they perceive the Holy Spirit. What I'm saying is those who have a discerning spirit will understand that this was a moment um, to discredit what I was called to mm-hmm. do, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I did it, right? Yes, I, I made the call on my life, but 
uh, and when I mean the call, not not the not the call that God is calling me into, but I made the decision to yeah. do it, right? Yeah. But it was an attack that I allowed the enemy to sucker me into, right? Because of my passionate, caring heart, I allowed him to sucker me into it without taking a moment to backstep mm -hmm. and say, okay, God, how can I deal with this? And not deal with this the Dwayne way, but how can I deal with this your <laughs> yeah. way? You understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly and, what you're and, saying. And so, and, yeah. And now yeah. I'm, I'm betting in your life the, Satan is, is using that and it's throwing it in your face. Oh, every 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 chance that he gets, yes. man. Yeah. Every, but you know, I love it because I, I beat him to the punch. You know, that's why I'm comfortable with sharing their story to you. Mm -hmm. Not because I don't have remorse, or not because I haven't apologized to uh, the victims and made public apologies. But I share this because I want the enemy to know uh, you can use it as long as you like. I'm still going to keep going. Mm -hmm. Like I'm 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 not giving up on the future yeah. of our children because I had a moment, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm not giving up on the destiny of our children and youth because, you know, I had a moment. Mm -hmm. And then, and, and then you know, I reflect this back to the devil. Are you upset because you was the head angel of music and he kicked you out because, you know, you didn't want to reflect to, to what uh, God wanted you to do? And so sometimes you got to remind the devil of his, <laughs> of, 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 yeah. of who he is. Yeah. Listen, bro, you sat up there before, but you messed up. So you didn't want to, you didn't want to bow to, mm -hmm. to the father. So here it is. So sometimes you got to play the same tricks that he plays on you. And so one of the things that I know is that, uh, yeah, it, it definitely, it, it comes up here and there, you know. It, I was supposed to uh, uh, speak at a school, and uh, I guess, you know, the school uh, read the article via the Internet and just like, oh, no, we don't want to bring them, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, my keen words to them were, okay, I can't fight with individuals who can't feel my heart. Yeah. Cause then if you can't feel my heart, you don't you don't desire me, mm -hmm. right? And I and I'm being honest. In a relationship with a woman and a man, right? The reason why you get with her is because she feels your heart and you feel her heart. And if individuals can't feel your heart, they don't deserve you. Mm -hmm. They don't deserve your time. They don't. And I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being uh uh you know facetious. I'm not trying to be ignorant, right? But they don't deserve you if they can't feel your heart. Right? They don't deserve you if they can't feel your spirit. If they can't feel who you are and recognize that this is a moment, then they don't deserve it. Yeah. And like I and, and, and I had to I had to realize that I didn't want to fight back um, people bringing it up to me with something on them, right? Mm -hmm. So when people bring it up, I just say, okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Because I'm not gonna say what have you done in your past that you aren't proud of mm -hmm. that didn't get showcased. That's the enemy. If I say that, that's 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 vengeance. And what does the Bible say? Vengeance is mine, yeah. said the Lord. I don't have to venge a soul who wants to speak on my situation when they don't understand my heart. What, what I, I allow God to speak for me while still working in the vineyard. Yeah, absolutely. What a powerful, what a powerful testimony to have yes, sir. that kind of outlook after I mean, realistically, you could have you could have went the opposite way, right? Man, listen, no, trust me, I cried <laughs> every day for some months, man. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I didn't tell my mom, I didn't tell my girlfriend at the time, uh, I didn't, and I didn't really tell many people. Um, you know, I cried a lot of days because I knew that my intent wasn't what was being painted. Mm -hmm. Um, by by the city, by the state's attorney's office, by whoever wanted to paint it, uh, I, that that wasn't that wasn't what my intent was. Yeah. But however, because the lines got crossed and bleared, uh, it was that now, and so now I had to deal with that responsibility, take ownership, um, 
get get counseling, get, you know, get some forgiveness, mm-hmm. deal with it, and then go out and go harder. Yeah. And, and so now that's where I'm at. I'm going harder. Like, if he going to wipe me out, he's just going to have to take me out. Yeah. I mean, completely. That, and that, that's the thing. You know, a lot of us a lot of us crumble under the pressure. A lot of us have those kind of things. Um, you know, and, and, and to hear somebody say that I'm going to use this and I'm going to use it and go forth and, and, and go with it and, and not just retreat and pull back, you know, uh, what God intended for, I mean, what Satan intended for evil, you know, God, God. Intended, intended for good. And uh, sometimes we forget that. We forget that. We, we don't, you know, we don't like that. Oh, you know, I don't have money. I don't have the right job or I don't, Man. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not gifted in this way. You know, Moses was called to lead the children of Israel into the promised land and he couldn't talk. Guess you know, what? and he as didn't a, even have a degree in education, yeah. right? As a stutterer myself, you know, um, you know, I, I love that story about Moses, yeah. you know, yeah. because you know, I, I could sit there and, and, and can stutter and you know, I, I know some tricks, you know, to try to get myself around it and stuff like that. But you know, as a public speaker sometimes it's embarrassing to get up there and, and not be able to get the right word out and go, uh, yeah, I can't say that word, so we're gonna just move on, you know. But you know, I play into that, you know, and and, and so whatever whatever goes on and whatever happens in our lives. To hear somebody say, "Look, this this was a hard time. This was this was dreadful, and it, it affected your ministry. It affected who you were. Man, it affected my life. life. <laughs> you know, but yeah. that you are able to press forward and move forward is absolutely a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know, man, I, I, I tell people like this all the time. Um, God only gives the toughest battles to the toughest soldiers. Now, that doesn't mean you're not a soldier." Right. That doesn't mean that you're not a soldier. And I think that one of the misconceptions in uh, church or in uh, in the Christian world is that we think that um, because God doesn't give us a tough battle, he doesn't view us as a soldier. No, that's not it. Um, what it is is he just views you as a different soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we preach that everybody's going to be rich and, and, and live in big houses. That's not true. Some of us are going to live in a nice townhouse. It's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. <laughs> We're going to have two cars, but we might not have two Benzes. Yeah. Right? We, you know, some of us are going to live in a big house with two Benzes. It doesn't, it doesn't diminish who we are in him Mm -hmm. what happens is he's just got to give different people different battles Mm -hmm. because those people can handle the battle right those people are willing to do the battle and And willing to step onto the front line and and i recognize this you know not to be not to be you know funny but if this had been somebody else that walked in my shoes they might have committed suicide right and i and i'm not you know i'm i'm sensitive to to people dealing with that, and I'm, I'm, my prayers are with individuals who are dealing with suicide. But I recognize that he gave it to an individual that he know was going to be honest, was going to make the repentance to correct it, was going to not only um, um, ask for forgiveness but also forgive himself, mm-hmm. right? And then move forward in the grace and say, hey, yeah. people, yeah, this is what I've done, but here, let's look at what I've done before this, and now let's look at what I've done after this. And you will clearly tell that it was a moment in time not proud of but at the end of the day um because of that i'm striving forward to make it work your shoulders were big enough to hold it it was, it was and, big and enough it to hold it didn't crush you that that's awesome thank you so much for sharing i really really appreciate it i love I it man love i love this you. story <laughs> so um here at amazed by god we kind of like to just get to know you a little bit better yes. is there any bible story verse you know character that that has touched you in your life i i think i think um job has really touched me and not to emotionalize this moment but the Bible says that Job was a righteous man, and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a reflection of me, right? Do I think I was a righteous man prior to this, in this, after this? Absolutely, because righteous is about your intent. Mm-hmm. If your intent is off, you, you can't yeah. be you can't be righteous, exactly. right? Yeah. So 
my intent to people, to you, have, have always been I want to serve. Mm-hmm. I want to help. Because I know what it's like to eat peanut butter and jelly. And, 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 and trust me, I still enjoy it now, right? <laughs> I don't want to. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I still like. Yeah, yeah, but, but I know what it's like to struggle, yeah. right? In, in, in personal life, in ministry, within, right? And one of the things that I know is that I love Job because Job comes to a place where he was really righteous before God. Like he was righteous. Mm-hmm. Like he he's that he's that church mother in church that wears <laughs> the, the skirt lap over yeah. her over her legs, right? He he's he's that he's that, 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 that man of God that was praying and fasting every day for sixty days, right? Yeah. And I mean the Bible doesn't say that he did that, but I'm just, yeah, I'm, just yeah. I'm playing with the text here for a minute. He he was just that righteous and God still allowed him to experience something that he's never experienced mm-hmm. a day in his life. You, yeah, you know, I, I love that you brought up Job. I love that you brought up Job in that and, and, and just piggybacking on it one second. You know, he lost everything, his kids, everything, right? Everything but his wife, who seems to be the thing that he might have wanted to get rid of because she just doesn't seem to be like that nice of a person after everything happens. But we still have to remember he lost everything. Now, the Bible says he gets everything back, and everybody likes that he gets everything back. But that doesn't take away that he lost everything. But hold on, hold on. It doesn't take away. It doesn't take away what happened from him losing everything. That hurt. To getting it back. That pain. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't take away that. He still has to mourn the loss of his family. He still has to mourn that loss of all that stuff. He still has to bear the burden of probably the scars from the boils that he had on his body. Yes, sir. We like that he got everything back. We can easily say, oh, he got everything. But he still has the emotional trauma he still has all that problem with doing yes, it and in, in your story in in, in, in who you are and, and what i feel coming from you is this i'm not going to be stopped and that when you said job that was the immediate thing that i thought of yeah Dwayne's not going to be stopped yeah you know one of the things that i pride myself on man is having a level of determination and consistency and my determination will be if you took six cars from me if you took seven cars from him, I'm, I'm just not going to stop. And, I mean, if somebody is taking what I'm saying arrogantly, I pray that you would hear it differently um, because I, I'm i not, man. I'm not. See, you're, I, you're not arrogant. No. You are boastful in your faith. And yes. there is a difference. We serve a great God. A big one. We serve a – but we – we cower at Satan. Oh, no, I don't want to be boastful. I don't want no. You know what? Screw that. No. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. You, you know what? I serve a big God, and my yeah. God, I'm proud of my God, and I'm proud yeah. of what my God can do through me. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care what the devil does. Yeah. I can go forward because of God, who God is. You know, one of the things that I want to say is, like, on the obituary, it has a start date, a dash, and then an end date, right? Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I love that is one of the weirdest things that I love. <laughs> I love that because it really doesn't tell the story of the individual that is – Mm-hmm. That that has this um, died or the, um, been deceased, right? Yeah. The reason why I love that is because when we take that for Job, although he didn't die, uh, right in the in the midst of his dash, what I'm saying is Job had a moment where he lost it and then he gained it back. But what the story doesn't tell is what happened between that moment. Mm-hmm. That moment, if I may play with the text for a minute, that minute, that moment was a a moment where he probably psychologically started doubting Mm -hmm. himself he started psychologically doubting who god was to him right now let's go a step further because we are man and because we are men and because he's a man 
men, we, we have to have a certain level of finances in order for us to feel, feel secure, mm-hmm. right, and, and to feel comfortable. Do you understand that not only was his psychological being played with, his emotions now was mm-hmm. being played with. His, 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 a level of his integrity is being played with because people in the town are asking, well, why did God take everything yeah, from him? Because you're a righteous man. Why did God take, you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So his emotions, his mental, his, his integrity, his character, because people are like, well, Joe, you're righteous. Mm-hmm. So why in the world would God do that to you? So you got to understand, all of this is is playing into factor to the point of his recovery. What am I saying? I'm saying that not only myself had to deal with all that, there are people who are going to listen to this, people who are going to hear this, people who I'm going to speak to, people who you're going to speak to, and we, we share our testimonies with them, who are right in the middle of that, mm-hmm. where they're like, man, I'm, you know, I'm doing stuff right. Yeah, I made a few little minor mess ups. But why am I here? I, I want to tell them that you're in the Job experience. Mm-hmm. And the Job experience, if, if I may, God, I feel him. If, if I may, the Job experience is an experience that is going to bring you to the point of victory, not just within yourself, but it's going to bring you to the light of victory for others to see how powerful your God is. It is, it is going to bring you to a place where the Job experience is going to bring you to a place where God is going to show Everybody that has something to say, everybody that has something negative to say, everybody that was questioning it and putting hashtags next to your name, it's it's going to show them how big God really is. Because what God is bringing us to and bringing bringing us to uh, is a place of love and unity. Because with love, it says it drives out the multitudes mm-hmm. of sin. And what we have done is we have used people downstairs to put them and cast them away. But God said, I don't want you to cast away people. People who have moments of downstairs, I want you to bring them back in Absolutely. because that's when we see the hand of God at his best. That's when we see the hand of God moving in, in the greatest form that we can ever be. So I want to encourage those who are listening that are right in their Job experience that you're getting ready. And I'm not saying this to emotionalize you or to mess with your head. I'm saying that you're getting ready to walk into a level of victory. And can I tell you something? I, my victory is just coming, right? It's been some years for mm-hmm. me. I am now just, so I want to tell you, you might not see it the first year after devastation. You might not see it the second year after devastation. I'm telling you to stay consistent in what he has graced you to do. Stay consistent in what God has called you to do. And you're going to see the favor of God hit your life because you were willing and able to make repentance for what you did, acceptance for what you did, and then move forward and heal from what you did. Amen. Amen. That's Oh, that's just so powerful, so strong. I, I mean, I feel the spirit of God just moving right now. Man, so. I, I, I'm feeling on me, and I'm and I'm trying to be good because there there are people hurting in our society. Mm-hmm. And guess what? To be honest, they're just like me. They're saying I made these choices, mm-hmm. but just because you made it, don't mean you can't recover. Mm-hmm. Just, just come on, come on, y'all. Just because <laughs> you've made it don't mean you can't you can't Absolutely, recover. Absolutely, yeah. So that's what I'm speaking to. I'm speaking to those individuals who know. That the lights, the camera, it was all on you. It was shining on you. I'm telling you that the lights and the cameras are getting ready to come back around, but they get ready to come back around and show you in a positive light. Absolutely. Matt, listen, I'm trying to be good. Please forgive me. (laughs) But the cameras, the action, the lights, it's getting ready to come back around, and it's going to show you in a different light. What people looked at you in the light that showed you in the negative, God's getting ready to give them a positive light of you just to show them who your God is. Amen. All right, well, here at Amazed by God, we also like to know 
because mu- music moves our souls. Yes, is there sir. any song you'd like to share with us that we can go listen to on YouTube, iTunes, or something like that? Because Man, that's really good. Can I share just a couple artists? Uh, yeah. You know, because I can't just pick one okay, song. Okay, go ahead. Like, yeah. I, I am a huge, huge lover. I want to say fan because I don't fan anybody. <laughs> I, I love what they do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a huge lover of Todd Delaney. Okay. I am a huge lover of Todd Delaney. He makes music that I swear comes from God's mouth to his paper. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious, man. He makes music that comes from God's mouth to the paper. And his sound, it, he's not trying to be anybody else, but it's his, his, the, the way he sings it, the way he brings it out, mm-hmm. is his sound. And that's how I know it's God. So I'm a huge lover of Todd Delaney. Uh, is there one song that you think, uh, this one's... This one is fantastic. Man, let me see, man. You, <laughs> okay. yeesh, you, make, you, you make it tough for me. Well, I, I, I want to I focus some people. We could all go listen to some, but is there one that you just, you really? Man, you know, let's see. I love, uh, I love, so when we talk about Todd Delaney, uh, I like, uh, this is on his Your Great Name album. Um, he has a song called King of Glory. Featuring um, uh, a lady by the name of, I think it's Shayna Wilson-Williams or something like that. Um, King of Glory. Okay. Amazing. Right? Amazing. Then, uh, if, if I had to give another person, I would give uh, Jonathan McReynolds. Huge, huge, huge lover of Jonathan McReynolds. Uh, he has, uh, I'm trying to think of the song. He has a <laughs> song called... I, let me see if I can find it. Uh, he has a song called Make Room. Make Room. When I tell you it is amazing, Jonathan McReynolds, I think it's from the album of Make Room. The album is called Make Room, and the song is called Make Room. There you go. And uh, it just really talks about making room for God to do uh, what he needs to do in your life and putting aside those things that um, – stop you from yep. doing God's purpose. Music makes us think about something, yes, things in a different way. So, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Man, I love it. And uh, so for Amazed by God, uh, brought to you by Through God's Library, this is your host, Mark Stitchin, and we will see you next Monday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star rating, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for listening.